0: The Blevins Franks Report, with Rob Kaye of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. Well, it's a time on the Sunday morning here on Riviera Radio where we say good morning to Rob Kaye. How are you doing, Rob?
1: I'm, uh, despite the very warm weather, Howard, I'm doing really well, thank you. Yourself?
0: Uh, thank you very much, yes. Good. My memory is good uh, even now, uh, with all this heat, <laughs> because last week, I think it was, you mentioned a lady who recently lost her husband who before his death had dealt with all the household finances, and this lady had no knowledge of French succession rules or the position she now faces. This issue certainly resonated with plenty of listeners, and prompted lots of questions via the questions email portal, rivioradio at com. However, before we discuss French succession, what caught your eye in the news this week?
1: Well, Edward, I, I suppose we, we must start by offering our commiserations to any of the listeners, residents or visitors who were stuck for hours in the queues at the Channel Tunnel at Folkestone or the, at the port at, uh, at Dover. The the chaos was blamed on peak getaway weekends after schools in England and Wales broke up for the summer. But passenger numbers and therefore queues are expected to remain high over the summer as people take advantage of what may be their first foreign holiday since 2019. Certainly the the traffic on the roads that I'm seeing is is a lot heavier this year. However, we can't avoid the elephant in the room. Since the end of the Brexit transition period, the UK-France border is now an external EU border. So passport checks are a lot more vigorous because that's the protocol for all arrivals into the EU from non-EU countries. Pre-Brexit, passport checks were usually a quick glance in your passport and you're on your way. These days, French officials must check each passport for EU entry and exit stamps, then stamp the passports of those without a carte de séjour or a visa. What was What was that now infamous quote uttered by Theresa May? Brexit means Brexit. I'm well aware of the fact that uh, the only constant in life is change. Brexit is a classic example. And we might not like it, but unfortunately we have to evolve or we get left behind. So, on a lighter note, another example of change which caught my eye this week is the way that some people are now buying their fish. A Cherbourg fishing fleet has started sending fresh fish ordered online straight from the boat to anywhere in France using the express temperature controlled ChronoFresh delivery service. Apparently, parcels opened 48 or 72 hours after the catch has been landed are still packed with solid ice. The fish are gutted, then packed with shaved ice as they are caught, then dispatched as soon as the fishing boat reaches port. You won't be surprised to hear the service was launched in 2019 during the lockdowns, but since then customer numbers have continued to grow. Fish delivered in the port conjures up images in my head of fish heads poking through letterboxes. Probably wrong, but (laughs) that's what it conjured up to me. As we are talking about succession this week... Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs this week also announced that inheritance tax receipts for the first quarter of the 2022-2023 financial year have generated £1.8 billion. This was £300 million more than the same quarter last year and unbelievably £700 million more than the first quarter of the 2020-21 financial year. Over the last decade, annual UK IHT receipts have doubled to £5.4 billion compared to the £2.7 billion in the 2011-12 financial year. Inheritance tax is no longer just affecting the very wealthy in society, it's increasingly catching out families who are unprepared or probably simply unaware of the rules. Finally, Howard, I was fascinated to read this week that a Teflon-coated jacket worn by Buzz Aldridge during the 1969 Voyage to the Moon has sold at auction this week for almost $2.8 million. The Apollo 11 in-flight jacket was bought by an unidentified bidder at a Sotheby's auction in New York following what was described as a frenzied bidding process which lasted almost 10 minutes. The garment is the most valuable American space-flown artefact ever sold at auction. Aldred, now 72, was the second person to walk on the moon after Neil Armstrong. A moment in history watched by a television audience of millions, including me, which is probably the reason why I was attracted to the article.
0: Well, I remember that exactly. (laughs) I was at uh, West Buckland School on Exmoor, and uh, we were in the common room, and we were all there sitting and waiting to watch Neil Armstrong walk on the moon. It just shows our edge, you know that. Well, I know. But it also (laughs) shows how important it was. Absolutely. You know, one of those things you never forget. Yeah. You know, you always remember, and those comes back. It's amazing what the brain does. Yeah. So, turning to today's subject matter, why did your reference to the lady who lost her husband prompt so many questions...
1: Well, I'm not surprised this issue has resonated with so many people, Howard. I mean, unfortunately, we sadly come across this far too frequently. When you lose a loved one, dealing with mundane stuff like finance and bureaucracy is the last thing you want to do. But when that person or the person who's died was the one in charge of the purse strings, the problems multiply because far too often that person was the only one who knew where everything is. I should add at this point there is no sexism involved here, there are probably more families whose finances are managed and run by the lady of the house than the man. The development of online banking, electronic communications, clouds and passwords has actually certainly in my opinion highlighted the problem of someone dying and leaving an information void. A few years ago if someone died you might have a mountain of paperwork to wade through, but all the information was there you just had to do a bit of detective work to get yourself up to speed and understand how things have been arranged these days we frequently hit a brick wall before we even start because we don't have the right password i'm sure everyone can relate to establishing an account not just a bank account it could be something as simple as a, an edf account an orange account or even an apple account and sharing the initial password with your partner but then months later you're online And to complete a transaction, you're asked to change your password. Then over the next few months, you change it again and again. It's easy to forget to share that new password every time it's changed. And then if you're no longer around, sorting out the issue is like wading through treacle. This information vacuum is even worse when the survivor doesn't even know what accounts the deceased has established and where the assets are in this paperless cloud world where where we're all now encouraged to live. Not having access to information or accounts is a challenge, but the real nightmare descends when the arrangements have not been established correctly for life in France. Or for our non-British listeners, this isn't just a British issue. We frequently come across other nationals, Belgians, Dutch, Scandinavians, etc., etc., who have their financial arrangements arranged as someone should in their mother country, but not as they should for French residents. Are the French and UK succession rules completely different? The polls pulls apart, Howard. France operates under the Napoleonic rules. In France, children are known as protected heirs, and they must inherit a share of their parents' assets. How much they receive completely depends on how many children there are. If you have one child, French law dictates that 50% of your estate must pass to that child. If you have two children, they must each receive a third of your estate. And if you have three or more, they equally share 75% of your estate. These pre-prescribed amounts are known as the non-disposable element of your estate. The French state dictates what happens to those assets when you die. The remaining element, known as the freely disposable element, is the amount you can leave to whoever you want. It could be your spouse, partner, or anyone else for that matter. This is where many British nationals come unstuck. A couple I met recently had moved to France and then came to see me to discuss their tax situation. Like most of us, they wanted wherever possible to reduce their French tax liabilities. However, they were not married, but they did have, or they have, two children. We discussed tax, but our conversation was hijacked by the succession implications of a one-year-old and a three-year-old inheriting serious wealth and potentially the partner not receiving the desired inheritance on what she would receive, incurring the full force of French succession and a 60% tax bill.
0: So if you're British but you live in France, will the French rules override your wishes?
1: Very very much so, Howard. If you decide to live in France and you've become a French resident, from a French, well, from a tax and testimonies perspective, you're treated just the same as your French neighbour. You can't have the best of worlds. both worlds, be French resident but choose UK rules. Brexit seems to have heightened the confusion about which country's succession rules British nationals living in France are governed by. Despite what many people seem to think, You can't avoid French succession law by simply choosing to be a resident but not apply for French citizenship. Wills can also be quite contentious. Because if you're a French resident but you have a UK written will, if that will is not written in accordance with the Napoleonic rules, it's completely useless. In the UK you can manage what happens to your assets when you die, because in the UK you can leave whatever you want to whoever you want. The state and the legal system only gets involved when there are no instructions or there are disputes, as I said earlier under the French Napoleonic system, the French state has a heavy hand in deciding what you can and what you can't do from a testimony perspective. Can we elect to follow UK succession rules if we're British? The the, the French forced airship rules frequently don't suit expatriate residents. That's, that's probably a truth... So, since 2015, it has been possible to use the EU succession regulation, known as Brussels IV, to elect for the succession law of your country of nationality to apply when you die, rather than your country of residence. This applies to all foreign nationals living in Europe, so Brexit hasn't really changed anything. You need to elect to use Brussels IV in a French will, or a French Napoleonic law will automatically apply. However, a word of warning, before you go rushing off, Brussels 4 is not a one-stop solution. You need to understand the pros and cons. Opting for UK rules could have the unexpected consequence of making you liable to UK inheritance tax on your worldwide assets, as well as French succession tax. There may be other, more efficient ways to achieve your estate planning wishes, so you you need to do your research and I would strongly recommend getting professional, personalised advice to establish a plan that works best for your individual wishes. Over time, Rules and laws frequently become a little more liberal. That's not necessarily the case with French succession rules. Last year, the French Constitutional Council approved new legislation which actually strengthened the forced heirship rules which are applied on French assets. Under the European succession regulations, a non-French national, resident France, can make an election to apply the succession law of their nationality rather than that of the default position of French succession law. This means that nationals of common law countries, such as the UK or the US, can avoid French forced heirship rules and potentially even disown their children. Under the new legislation, if French assets pass according to the provisions of another country's succession law, where there are no forced heirship rules, such as the law of England and Wales, the protected heirs can make a claim for the share they would have been entitled to under the French rules. This means children will be able to challenge their parents' will and seek compensation. The compensation mechanism will only apply to French assets where the deceased or the children were either habitually resident in an EU country or a national of an EU country, and the law applied to the will of the deceased did not include any forced heirship or protected share four of those children. Aren't there other ways to get around the French forced
0: airship rules rather than electing to use Brussels
1: Yeah, Numerous things can be done, but the biggest challenge is that they're all quite specific, or should I say they generally need to be used in specific situations. For us, the starting point is understanding how you are married. In the UK, couples simply get married. They book the church or the register office, their bands are read, they buy the rings, invite the guests, have a party, then off they go on honeymoon. As my wife and I nearly found out to our cost, the process in France is much more bureaucratic. Anyone who has lived here for quite a while will not be surprised to hear there's a list of prenuptial requirements and, surprise, surprise, you must submit a dossier to the local Mary. One of the requirements is actually to meet with an auteur to discuss what French marriage regime you'll be married under. The one you choose will directly impact what happens to your assets when you die, which, if you think about it, could potentially be in 30, 40 or even 60 years' time. If you get married in the UK, then at some subsequent point you move to France, France will apply a specific regime to your marriage in the absence of you having a a chosen one. If that regime is a separation de bien, what is legally yours is treated as yours, what is your wife's or your husband's is treated as legally theirs, and what you own jointly is split down the middle. As I'm sure you were starting to see, those legal divisions can create some testimony challenges. Another very simple strategy is using what's known as a clause tontine when a property is bought. Importantly, this clause must be inserted when the compromis de vente is signed, it can't be added later. But the tontine clause ensures a jointly purchased property automatically pass to the survivor. And of course, probably the most widely used strategy or solution to avoid the forced heirship rules is to hold your investment assets within an assurance fee, because they are exempt from French succession law they pass automatically to the nominated beneficiaries when the life-assured dies. This is one of the main reasons why 70% of the French population hold their investment assets in an assurance V.
0: What about French
1: succession tax? Does this also complicate things? <laughs> um, in my experience, however, tax tends to complicate most things. Unfortunately, in France, tax is another issue that is complicated by the Napoleonic Code. In the UK... Inheritance tax is simply paid by the estate of the deceased before the beneficiaries receive their inheritance at a single rate of 40%. And there are just two allowances, the nil rate band and more recently um, the the main residence allowance. In France, succession tax is paid by each beneficiary individually. The The allowances beneficiaries enjoy and the rates of tax they pay vary considerably depending on the bloodline connection to the deceased. Children are allowed to receive €100,000 before they have a liability to succession tax. Now, Then above that amount they pay progressive succession tax rates ranging from 5% all the way up to 45%. Brothers and sisters enjoy an allowance of approximately €16,000 then they pay succession tax at 35 and 45%. Relatives in the fourth degree such as uncle, aunts, nephews and nieces can receive about €8,000 but then they pay 55% tax. And if you want to leave some of your wealth to someone who is not of your bloodline, which I must emphasise includes unmarried partners and stepchildren, they receive just €1,600 before they start paying the French taxman succession tax at an eye-watering 60%.
0: Going back to where today's conversation started, what's your advice for people who want to arrange their affairs and plan for when they are no longer around?
1: Um, I found out that, that many of the problems we face in life or the world faces is down to poor communication. Leaving a loved one with a lack of knowledge or access to information is all about poor communication. I'll never forget, quite a few years ago now, a widowed client showed with me the arrangements he had made for his passing. He called it... uh, He called his plan the the pink folder just because that was the colour of the folder where he collected or collated all the documents that his son would need when he actually passed away. A few years later this gentleman did die and his son came over to deal with the arrangements. Now in truth there was very little the son needed to do because this father had planned everything like a military operation. Following the funeral the son went into his father's study and remembering his father's instructions he opened the drawer and took out the pink folder. Which I should tell you, his father had encouraged him to look at while he was still alive. But the son had understandably resisted because that would have meant facing up to to the reality of his father's death while the old boy was still alive. What the son discovered in the pink folder was a detailed plan of what he needed to do. His father had explained in the pink folder where everything was, how everything was arranged, who the son needed to contact, such as the father's lawyer and his accountant. The father had even gone as far as preparing letters, which the son simply needed to date, sign and post. This level of planning and attention to detail is rare, but even some basic planning is, I would suggest, invaluable. We all need to share what we have and where it is with our loved ones, even if the actual sharing exercise happens after you die. If this isn't done, your testament wishes might not play out as you wish and certainly more time is wasted and probably costs will increase. So if you live in France or you're thinking of living in France and you want to create a legacy document, you should have a conversation with Blevins Franks. Remember, initial conversation with Blevins Franks is entirely complimentary and you might even get a cup of coffee. Alternatively, if you have a question or a query about anything concerning money or finance in France, give us a call. Speak to one of our local partners. If we can help, we will, but if we can't, I'm sure we'll know somebody who can. The telephone number of our local French office is 0493 00 one seven eight zero that's zero four nine three zero zero one seven eight zero alternatively you can call our monaco office and the telephone number here in monaco is nine seven 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 five five seven four again nine seven 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 five five seven four And if you prefer, you can find out more about Blevins Franks or arrange a call with the Blevins Franks partner by simply visiting our website, which is www.blevinsfranks.com. And alternatively, if you simply want to pose a question, as lots of the listeners did after last week's broadcast, post that question to rivieradio at blevinsfranks.com.
0: I suppose really what we're learning today is you have to dot the T's and cross the I's. Absolutely, Howard, yep. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493 001780 or riviera
1: at blevinsfranks.com. Are you buying, selling or downsizing property? Talk to Blevins Franks about the tax implications. Besides capital gains and income tax, France imposes a wealth tax on real estate, and you need to plan ahead for succession tax. When moving country, are you better off selling as a French or UK resident? Blevins Franks offers expert advice and tax and estate planning solutions. Call 0493 001780 or visit blevinsfranks.com.